in the world of content creation, a lot of times podcasters get really overwhelmed with what they should be creating and what they should be talking about, how much content to give away for free, and how do you know the difference between free content and something it should be paid for, and the list goes on and on. So I'm here today to clarify a little bit so it can be a little clearer to you what direction to go. So the real question is this, how can we as local and small business owners finally take control of our marketing by leveling the playing field for us little guys without having to have huge budgets and spend a fortune on big tech just to make our businesses thrive? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to podcasting for small and local business. Hi there. Welcome to the show. My name is Christy Hostler, and I appreciate you spending some time with me here today. If you are here, it's because you are interested in podcasting and growing your business through podcasting. And one of the ways I'm going to talk about today is by knowing what type of content to make free and what type of content to make paid. Uh, in case you haven't met me, I am the owner of Team Podcast. It's a full service podcast production company, and we do podcast launches. We do podcast strategy, coaching, consulting, and we also do full service podcast production for about 350 episodes every single month of podcasts that are going out and listening. It's happening from all over the world. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to be involved in the podcast industry in this way. And I know it can change your business because it has changed my business. It has changed my life. So podcasting is my life now. So wanted to talk to you today, but one of the things that I think it's a, I don't want to say it's a myth, but I think a lot of gurus, um, and I'm going to put that in quotes, will tell people um, whenever they're starting to create content, just give everything away for free. Just put it out there. Just, you can't overgive. You can't outgive. Just give it away for free. It'll eventually come back to you. And what I have seen in my experience is a lot of podcasters have done this. They've given away, given away, given away, given away, given away. And then there's nothing left that they can charge for. Like the only way then that they can charge for something is to have to go through the creation process for creating something completely new. And if you do that, you end up burning yourself out. You end up wearing yourself out because you're just creating content, creating content. And I'll never forget the um, it's about it's been about a year now, I guess probably about a year. Um, I had a consultation call with a lady who became a client and she was just like you could hear the exhaustion in her voice and her frustration with her podcast. And she was creating weekly blogs and she was creating weekly uh, podcasts and she was creating weekly videos and they were all like three different things on three different topics. And, you know, she's in the meantime, she's trying to create courses and she's doing all this stuff. And it was just exhausting for her. So one of the things I want to talk to you about as a small or local business owner is that you don't have to give away everything for free, number one. That's not the point. But what is important is that you are always creating content. And whenever we, I did another show about what to podcast about, and uh, you can go back and listen to that, but it. It's important that as you are creating things anyway, as you're creating podcasts and pieces of content anyway, 
that you always hold a little back. And the hold a little back is something that you sit on and that could then be used for a membership program. It could be used for a bonus for a sales funnel. It can be used for a bonus for an offer that you're going to be making. You have a lot of ways to use these pieces of content that you're holding back. I can remember as a child, speaking of holding back, um, at some point in time, my mom always had this rule about her purse and her purse was like off limits for the kids. And it was don't get in my purse. And even if we needed to get something out of her purse, like we knew it was in there, like car keys or something like that, she would say, bring it to me. Now, my mom was not a smoker. and She wasn't like, you know, worried we'd find her cigarettes or anything like that. But at one point in time, she opened her wallet and she had one of those sort of long wallets like you could put the money in in uh, straight out flat in the billfold. So it was like, you know, maybe seven inches long. And it had the little metal clasp on one end where you put the change in it and the coin purse. And then it had another end where there was a flap. And I think you could put some checks in there and you could write your checks. And then it opened up uh, the back side of it was just a flat place where you put all your dollar bills. So at some point in time, my mom said we could go get an ice cream or something like that, that we was, gosh, back in the day, it was like we thought we were uh, winning big whenever we could stop and get a Coke on the way home at the convenience store or something. So it was something like that. We were getting a special treat and she took out her wallet and she went in and we were watching her pay and she didn't take her money out of the normal place she put her fold in you know you put the the dollar bills in she there was behind that there was a little zipper and when she opened up the zipper she pulled out wads of dollar bills that had been folded over like four times or maybe three times or whatever so they were just little uh small rolls or of bills and she paid for our ice cream that way (laughs) (laughs) And so later on, we started asking mommy about the little zipper part behind, you know, the where you put the real billfold money. And she said that's where she kept her mad money. And that mad money could be spent on anything she wanted as frivolously as she wanted it. And it was just money that was not counted into her grocery budget or any other money that she was, you know, allocated to spend. So she got that mad money because she would basically shop discounts and coupons and everything else. So if she had a weekly grocery budget of $100 and she spent 70, that meant $30 went into her mad money. So she was constantly holding something back. She was constantly on the lookout for ways that she could maximize her budget for what she was doing and then hold on to what she saved, like rewarding herself for saving money. A lot of companies have plans like that. If you're a project manager with a big budget, you might get bonuses based on how much money you save the company. But the point is, my mother was always looking for ways to hold a little something back. And you as a podcaster need to be looking for ways to hold something back. So as you create content, if you're doing podcast interviews, use the beginning of your show or beginning of your conversation, a pre-chat. That might be something where you actually 
genuinely use it to get to know the client or the not the client, but the podcast guest more. You talk about different things. You talk about what they're going to do on this, you know, what you're going to talk about on the show and you get to know them a little bit better. That could be something where you could, could put it as a behind the scenes type of piece of content. It could be that you after you do a sh- an interview with a person that you basically stop, you know, finish up your interview and then you do another new segment of just bonus content where you're going to ask them different questions. It could be that if you are, I mean, even if you think about, um, you know, you don't know the ways you're going to monetize yet. If you think about if you were going to put a membership site up or you were going to have something where you had like VIP access that people could pay to get better access to you or your events or your content or whatever, having those little pieces of content that you've held back, like if you do 20 interviews and in 20 interviews, you record a pre-interview chat that goes like in a behind the scenes section. And then you record a bonus section with some extra valuable strategic content. You've just created two pieces of content that you can put behind a paywall and only one piece of content that you're giving away for free. Now, that's a great model, right? You're already taking the time to do the interview anyway. And honestly, if you did a 30 minute interview versus a 45 minute interview, your podcast audience is probably not going to be upset. But if you take a 45-minute interview and you put out the whole interview as content, then you have nothing left to hold back. But if you do a 30-minute interview and you take the last 15 minutes and create a special piece of extra value content with that guest, now you have something that you can put behind a paywall. Now you have something that becomes even more valuable, so it's more valuable than the free level that you're doing. And the thing is, you always want to be creating these pieces of content. You always want to be creating these pieces of content as you are going along because it's so much easier. If I have an hour allocated to do a podcast interview and I take 10 minutes of it to do a pre-interview chat that the guest knows is recorded and it might end up being somewhere, living somewhere for a certain amount of the public to see. And then I do a 20, a 20, 30 minute interview. I air that for free as podcast content. And then I do a 15 minute tactical breakdown session, whatever I brainstorming session, whatever I want to call it. Then I've taken that same amount of time that I've an, an effort of booking a guest and I've created now three pieces of content And those three pieces of content can be used in multiple ways. You can put them behind a paywall. Maybe at some point in time, you're going to have a membership site. Maybe at some point in time, you're going to have a VIP access to something. Maybe there's some program you're going to have. Well, would that program be enhanced and make people more willing to pay for it? If you knew or if they knew that you had all this content, that was already in there, like you don't have to already go back and create the content because you've already been doing it. You let me say that again. You don't have to go back and recreate the content because you've already been creating it. Does that make sense? I just I I've seen so many podcasters start out and they give away and give away and give away and give away. In fact, they give away so much that they're like people have no incentive to buy my paid stuff because 
I've already given away uh, so much of what to do and how to do it and all my secrets. I've given it away for free. So now people aren't signing up as much for the paid stuff. You've got to have something to hold back and give away uh, as part of your paid programs or um, some special offers and that sort of thing that you want to make. And when you don't have this as your uh, as your goal, even if you don't yet know what product you're going to use these extra pieces of content with, then what happens is you get stuck having to recreate more content. And to be honest, it's just so much easier to do it as you go and have, you know, a constant archive that you're adding to of extra bonus content, behind the scenes content and other things that you could then break out a tier. Maybe you have a normal podcast and maybe you're trying to use it to drive business to your your local and small business and you put out free content every week. But maybe you even, because you put out valuable content, maybe you want to monetize the podcast actually by creating a private paid only podcast feed. And maybe every single week, whenever your normal podcast goes out, maybe you have a podcast that's paid only that gives the supplemental content that you just created. Maybe the the behind the scenes and the bonus content goes into your or one of the other goes into your private feed that people actually pay for to get access to. Maybe you use it as part of a larger membership site where you're giving people access to stuff that you've created with experts that's never been aired before. You could use that same content as bonuses for offers that you're making. There's nothing like enhancing an offer by giving people special content that you haven't released anywhere yet. And so they get access to it because they're taking you up on this offer and it just adds value to the offer and makes it more compelling. But you didn't have to work any harder for it. These are the type of hacks that you need to know before you get into creating a podcast so that you can actually get it to the point where it's making money for you. And that every single time you're creating content, you're creating a little piece to break off and send out there into the public domain for free. And you're holding back at least as much as the free chunk you just broke off. And you're holding it back because at some point in time, you're going to do something with it. You ever been around those people that are so crafty or handy or whatever that they sort of have a, I don't want to call it a junk pile, but they have sort of like a storehouse of things. And it might be that it's a a broken wheelbarrow, or it might be that it's an old door, or it might be that it's bottle tops or, you know, cans or something like that. And they're just storing them and collecting them and accumulating them because at some point in time, they're going to be able to make something this freaking awesome. And they're going to, it's all going to come. They don't know what they're making yet. And they can't call it out and they can't say what it is. But once they go back there and look at their raw materials and see what they have the most of and see what they have, uh, what options they have, then they turn it into something beautiful when they get creative. That is the same thing you're going to be doing with your content. You're going to be putting some out for free, and then you're just going to be storing all of these other little pieces of content. 
sitting there on your computer on the cloud or wherever is safe, I would definitely back it up to the cloud. (laughs) Seen too many times when a hard drive dies and all your old bonus content goes away, all your other stuff goes away. So back it up to the cloud. But create these extra pieces of content that you now have an option to use. Here's the thing. You have the option to use them. So when you decide to pull the trigger on monetization or you decide to pull the trigger on an offer that you're going to make to your audience, what happens is you now have some tools in your tool belt that you can use to enhance that. And you know what? If you don't need them, it's okay. No harm, no foul, because you know why? You didn't go to any extra time and trouble to create them, right? So this is one of those things where if you do, if you know what you're doing from the start of your podcast, you can really maximize your free content and your paid content and make sure that you're putting away extra content, holding something back every single week. You're putting away your mad money so that later on down the line, you can get something really nice. And that's going to be creating a membership site that's going to be creating a VIP something that might be creating a private podcast feed that people have to pay $5.99 or $9.99 a month to get access to. All of these tools are available to you and just allow you to um, add further revenue streams for your monetization. So don't fall into the trap of spending an hour on doing a podcast interview or creating podcast content and then you Put it all out there for absolutely free. (laughs) I don't recommend doing that. Uh, There might even be times when you just want to pull out parts of an interview and air only parts of an interview, not the whole thing, because maybe the whole thing has got too much value that you want to hold back for another project that you're working on or maybe a course that you're working on. And that bonus content or that interview content could be valuable, valuable material. Content is an asset. It's a business asset. And the same way you wouldn't, you know, most of the time you wouldn't take all of your marketing budget and spend it on one thing. You wouldn't take all of your, um, you know, tangible hardware type money. You wouldn't take all of your capital expenditures and only spend them in one category. You would spread them out. It's the same way. Your content is an asset. And you can put out a certain amount for free, but you need to make sure you're at least holding back that much or more for something that you can use to to actually earn revenue, to drive value with what your offer might be that you're putting out there, and further enhance your paid programs. I do not want you to get stuck in free content creation mode where you're putting out all the things and everything that you can possibly think of you're throwing it out there for free because then you have to work twice as hard create something paid and it's painful and it sucks the life out of you and it's exhausting because you're always having to constantly think and then sometimes what if you can't come up with something that you're going to create that's going to be even enough value for someone to pay for it then you're really screwed so Do this along the way as you're beginning to build out your podcast and the interviews that you do. Create at least the same amount of content that you're giving away for free, but hold it back. And if you can do twice as much as you're giving away for free, then all the better because you will be able to use those at a later date when you decide how to monetize and when everything with your monetization plan comes into place 
you'll then understand what the assets and tools you have at your disposal to enhance those offers and to make a membership or something else worthwhile. So I hope that's helpful for you. I've seen way too many podcasters get stuck in free content creation mode and never get anything out of it. And I would rather you put out a little bit of free content to draw people in and to woo them to your programs and services and that sort of thing. And um, when they get to know you, like you and trust you, then they'll be willing to buy whatever offers that you have. And so I would rather you uh, know that you have something that you could sell them because you've held it back from giving it away for free. So let that be a lesson. Um, it's, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, giving away samples in a store. They don't give you the best things away for free because you don't need to buy them if they're giving them away. What do they do? They just give you a little taste of it for free. And then they got the rest of it back where you want more, you got to pay for more, right? That's exactly what you're doing. Your podcast is your virtual samples. And there's a better way to create content that you can actually monetize than having to create and start all over with something new that you want to monetize. If I can help you in any way with your podcast, whether it's launching a podcast, consulting with you about strategies for podcasting, or producing your podcast, we do this, me and my team, we geek out on this all day long. And you can find us at teampodcast.com. One of the things that's very important about a podcast is knowing how to properly name your podcast. And naming your podcast is the single biggest thing that can contribute to success or failure. And there's a lot of secrets and things that you need to know before you name it the wrong thing and end up six months later having to rebrand it, rebuild it, or give it up altogether. So I have a new course out. It's called Podcast Naming Secrets. And so that is a way for you to sort of understand all the behind the scenes, all the ways that Apple and other distribution channels are going to present your podcast to the world and help people find it. And so naming it is critical to your success. So if you want to name it correctly, name it once, name it right, then you need the Podcast Naming Secrets course. So you can simply get it by going to teampodcast.com forward slash name. That's teampodcast.com forward slash name. And if there's any other ways that I can help you, definitely let me know because I'm all about helping podcasters launch, grow, monetize, and really sit back and make multiple streams of income from their businesses and their podcast. I hope this has been helpful and anything I can do, teampodcast.com. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me today on Podcasting for Small and Local Business. If you need help starting a podcast for your local business so you can take control of your own marketing, just visit us at teampodcast.com. That's T-E-A-M podcast.com. Thank <laughs> you.